This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. You haven't posted this to the site as of yet, but you have done the tracking for the aforementioned Brandon Ayuk. Uh, right now had an explosion game there in week number six, right? 11 targets. That was a season high. Eight catches, season high. 83 yards, season high. Two touchdowns, season high as well. So a very productive game for Brandon Ayuk. And over his last five games, listen, you got to throw that Chicago week one game out. That's just, it was yeah. in a torrential downpour monsoon type stuff, like throw it out last five games. Brandon, Ayuk, he's seeing seven targets per game, 4.6 receptions per game and 56 yards per game. Not great in terms of the overall production, but what does reception perception tell us about how he's performing on the field? He's so he's so good, James, and he's uh, still such an, okay. Yeah, he's such an incredible player, man. Um, he he's better against zone coverage than he ever has been uh, so far this year. I think he's really, I mean, he's always been a great man beater. Uh, that's always been um, really the strength of his game. Uh, For in sure. Reception perception, you know, press man beater. But you know, he took a pretty good jump in success rate versus zone coverage from year one to year two, really mostly doing that damage in the second half of the season, as we've talked about. Um, but so far through the first, uh, his press man scores are, are great, right? But he, even in the couple of games I've sampled so far this year, um, but particularly in the LA Rams game, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a big stats game. Obviously the Falcons when he was great statistically, but he was open against zone coverage all the time. And, there, and I mean, as we know this with the Jimmy Garoppolo experience, like there's going to be right. throws left on the field. Of um, you know, and even even sometimes like you, you'd like design in plays to like Charlie Warner, whoever the hell that is. Ray Ray McLeod, whoever the hell, you know, you got Ray Ray McLeod in there. <laughs> and and it, it's just like, come on, yeah. man, like, let's not waste any any of these Jimmy throws on on people who aren't named Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel or George Kittle. But 82.7 percent right. success rate versus zone in uh, the Rams game and the Falcons game for Brandon Ayuk. Really, I think Pretty he's good. taken a big step there. He, to me, is just – and, you know, Shanahan's talked about this this year. He's like, I think Ayuk is having – he's made the leap. He's he's taken that jump. I don't – he's like, I don't judge – He actually, his exact quote, a little bit paraphrasing here, is like, I don't judge off stats, you know, even if that's just – you know, that's just what – how the perception is made. And I was like, oh, perception, you say, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a website you, you might go. be interested in. But, no, I think there Ayuk is playing so well. And the problem is in San Francisco – is it just there's never enough passing volume to go around between right. these guys and yeah. but I do I will pose this question to you James okay you know with the way the 49ers have are starting to fall apart on the defensive side of the football I mean they have so many injuries Javarius Ward crazy. the number one cornerback's hurt Nick Bosa's hurt Jimmy Ward's been injured as well um they 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 just have 
they're they they get their ass kicked by injuries every single year, bro. I don't know what the deal is there, but do you do you think that because last last week, you know, Kittle finally had his best game of the season. Ayuk had his best game of the season. Um, you know, even Debo had a decent game. I think Debo's like Debo's left a lot of plays on the field this year, man. And just he makes it makes him up for big plays, but he does leave plays on the field. That's always kind of part of the Debo experience. But um, anyways, just put that aside for a second. Like that was the best game from all these guys statistically. And it's right. no surprise that it comes in a game where they got whooped by the Falcons and Arthur Smith's uh I mean freight train of an offense. I love Arthur Smith's offense. But do you do you wonder if like with these guys, if the team starts to fall apart from a decent defensive standpoint, could all of these guys be a little bit better in fantasy because the passing volume will be there because they will be losing? Of course. No, absolutely. And isn't that the central tenant to which we stake all of our Detroit Lions claims, right? And our right, Seattle yeah, yeah, Seahawks yeah. too, right? Like, it's like, God, they got to be trailing or in competitive ball games. Um, and because their defenses are so bad, uh, there's just volume to be had everywhere. To me, you look at what the Niners are doing defensively, and they're just, man, even with injuries abound, they are playing their asses off. You know, they they had a good draft this uh, this year as well in terms of picking up some defensive pieces there. Um, and I think, yeah, some of these guys like Traverius Ward, who is, by the way, lights out. Uh, you talk about a team missing Traverius Ward in Kansas City, man. Like, good God, uh, they definitely need him. And he has made a huge impact uh, in the secondary for San Francisco overall. I mean, you, you look at, you look at what they've done defensively, right? Like they limit Seattle to seven points, the Rams, they held to nine Detroit. They, they limited to, to 11 points and Carolina just 15. That is elite. That is elite, elite, elite stuff. So for Atlanta to come out and just put a thumping on them, 28 points. Um, that's pretty impressive. Although I will also say this too: West coast team traveling to the East coast, playing on that, early slate of games. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes those kind of things do happen. You know what I mean? Cause uh, I mean, look, these guys are, I mean, they're, they're normal humans. (laughs) I mean, who who the hell's ready to get knocked, knocked around at 10 AM? Not too many people, you know what I'm saying? So, so that does happen uh, sometimes when these West coast teams do travel East. So I don't know, but yeah, no, if their defense does take a little bit of a step back or maybe just comes back to more league average, yeah, they're they're yeah. they're gonna be forced into some more competitive game scripts, and that's exactly what we want to see. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just their defense is not gonna completely fall apart because I think D'Amico Ryan's a good defensive coordinator. Um, right. Can't believe can't believe the Panthers let him get on the plane. Like you know, they should have just said, "Hey, we're gonna go ahead and fire Matt Rule after this game. We'll just make you the head coach. Like just take it over midstream, man." Like when the Warriors <laughs> beat the Panthers a few weeks ago. Um. Anyways, yeah, he's done a great job with that defense, and they have, despite the fact they just have so many injuries, they still have some good players over there. Right. Um. But you know. I know that Brandon Ayuk a lot. He'll be he'll be discussed as like a sell high, you know, coming off this game because it's, sure. his, it's his best game. And I get it, but I also think he's just such a good player, man. And um, I know we're we're very very busy. Like the whole world is trying to wish cast like DJ Moore to another team, and I get it. Like <laughs> DJ Moore is you know in a in the Stone right. Wars situation, but you know I, I'm telling you, man, Brandon Ayuk with any other like team. Uh, he'd be Super going strong. nuts. He's, he'd be, he's so good. Like, I hope at some point we really we're, who knows with Trey Lance now, but I hope at some point we get to see that intersect. We'll see. I feel bad for saying this, but it just seems like I don't think Trey Lance is ever going to do anything. I mean, 
well, how many so ye- hard, yeah. How many years has it been since he's actually played full-time football? You know, it's like, yeah. I, I mean, we see it for like tight ends where like, you know, random basketball players can like step on the field and produce and okay. But you know, that that's just a natural, like, you know, you, you just want to be a, you know, have good hands, big body, be an athlete. Okay, fine. That's not what quarterbacking is. Quarterback's you know? so I, hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's just so many extra little layers and nuances and, and, you know, um, layers of that onion that you got to peel, man. I, how many years has it been since Trey Lance has actually played full time football? It'll be like three years, man. Like I, I just don't, I don't know how, I just don't know how you go about doing that. I, it's, it's honestly all up in the air now. Like anything is on the table for, for the 49ers, except, yeah. except I think Jimmy bringing back Jimmy. Like, I think they're, I think they are done with each other in a weird way. And like, now God, are you could, are you sure though are you sure though? yeah the way some of the vibes I mean, around like the jimmy kyle dynamic has been a little and you know kyle having weird dynamics with players is nothing new but i know yeah, yeah right so I, I don't know i just you know because he's a free agent at the end of the year that's the thing is like what are they going to do franchise tag him i mean that, it just that's uh, true i don't know that's true i don't know but yeah. i mean but who's gonna but who's gonna give jimmy g a big contract though i don't know yeah i, I could I see the I, texans the texans oh, uh, you God. know there's some there's some patriots uh God, contingency no, no, there no, no. yeah i know right nick casera would love to bring in another patriot oh my god he'd love it uh but no i just i can't see it i want i just wonder if maybe san francisco gives him like one of them like one of those disgusting like two-year 30 million dollar deals and does he sign that you know be a bridge quarterback. I mean, you're still taking home 30 mil. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, mean, I just, depends, I wonder. It depends on I how wonder. he plays the rest of the way too. Cause I think we've gotten some like, you know, they've gotten good Jimmy. We've gotten bad Jimmy. Like it just, we know exactly what he is. So yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question, but I do feel for Trey Lance who, you know, you just look at yeah. the entire, not to go like way off, way off track here, but like you just look at the entire um, 2021 draft class of quarterbacks. And, and it's like, they, this was supposed to be the next group. Like everybody loved that class, you know, headlined by Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Mac Wilson, Jones. Mac Jones. And yeah, um, none of those guys are, like, are any of them good. Like even, even like the Mac Jones yeah. thing is weird, right? Because like Bailey Zappi just came in and looks pretty much. Yeah. And the then the exact and same as Mac Jones, except maybe more like creatability. And, and I, you know, you've got like long time, Folks that have been tied to the Patriots, like Matt, you know Albert Breer, saying like, "Oh yeah, the Bill Belichick kind of wanted to send a notice to Mac Jones and all with this whole Bailey." It's like, wow, really? Like we're we're at we're, we're at that point with Mac Jones, like already. You know, Zach Zach Wilson, we t- dude, Jets fans are pissed at you uh, for what you said. They're the so last mad episode. at me. I know yeah, they're mad I know, at. I I want to firmly stay on the good side with with Jets fans okay. there, but you know we'll Fair. see. Zach Wilson still in the we'll see territory. Justin Fields returns not looking good, and Trevor Lawrence nope. like. Trevor Lawrence has got, he's got problems. I mean, he, he, he's, I'm still in the bag for Trevor Lawrence. I will still, I'll still cape up for him. I think he's got not one of the worst pass catching groups, uh, in the NFL that I'll, so I'll still stay in the bag for my dude, Trevor Lawrence, but I totally understand the sentiment that a lot of folks have, which is, uh, he ain't it, which is, I get, I get that too. Just, I get it too. He might not be like as, gr- as great a prospect as many, you know, hype Correct. him up to be. But Correct. I think he's still. I think he's showing flashes in what is essentially his rookie year, the only year he's had NFL coaching. And yes, dude, I'm with you. The the 
there's a couple like Zay Jones bros, you know, on, on Twitter or whatever. Get a life, man. I mean, Zay Jones is your outs- outside receiver, <laughs> Marvin Jones. They, they, they lose Marvin Jones. And they throw life. some Tim Jones out there. Like they've got Jones on Jones on Jones, but they don't have one good outside ball winning wide receiver. You know, it's, ter- I mean, it's terrible. It's like- Jamal Agnew was getting like starting reps. Like, get stop it. I, I mean, know. again, I go back to the fact that Trevor Lawrence has somehow, some way, he's a good enough quarterback to make Evan Ingram a an actual thing in the NFL. Like, that's how good Trevor Lawrence is. Okay. Like, so so stop it. Like, he just does not have a good pass catching group. Um, and as you mentioned, this is really his rookie year. You know, he's kind of sort of figuring things out there. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, so we talk about Brandon Ayuk. Uh, we talk about Cortland Sutton. Nico Collins in, in there in Houston. This is somebody that I have been intrigued by because I think he shows flashes. I don't think it's there on a consistent basis. And then, you know, some of your numbers also would suggest that, okay, maybe he's got some potential, but what is your kind of in-season, you know, tracking found for Nico Collins. I think you just really hit the hit the nail on the head there is that he is a guy who really flashes. And I mean, he flashes especially this year even more so than last year. Like the, his last couple of games, um, you know, against the Jaguars, against the Chargers, some big time contested catchability. Right. And right. um I wonder if that is like, you know, Davis Mills getting a little more comfortable, like, you know, Davis Mills just getting to a point where like, all right, I just got to throw this thing up to, to Nico <laughs> Collins, right? Like, there you go. Um, right. I think that might be part of it. And, you know, Nico Collins in the three games I looked at, the Chargers games, the, the Chargers, Jags, and Bears games, I, this guy is like a pure outside receiver. I mean, just yeah. 5.8% snaps in the slot, 0% in the backfield, just all outside X receiver stuff. He really is kind of like a throwback player. You know, I mean, he, he doesn't do any sort of like, barely any pre-snap motion, barely any slot work. He is just a pure classic X receiver. Um, and I think he's, I think he's pretty good. I don't know how good Nico Collins is going to be, but some interesting numbers is in the first, um, the, those three games that I mentioned there, 73% success rate versus press 70.7% success rate versus man. Now his zone cover stuff is not good, but I mean, as a pure X receiver, you're going to want to be winning against press man coverage on the outside. And that is really where Nico Collins wins, you know, really good on, on some in-breaking routes, like the dig, the post, uh, he can definitely get downfield. I don't know, man. I, I remain really, really intrigued on, on Nico Collins. So I know is like widely available in fantasy leagues. You know, there's just still so much opportunity. Um, there's just so much opportunity across the rest of the, 
across the rest of the roster. Like Brandon Cooks has been getting opportunity, not really doing much with it. Nobody else has been getting much burn. And then Nico's kind of taking a step forward the last couple of weeks here to the point that I'm, I'm, you know, kind of looking at him like he might be a guy that you want to stick on the end of your bench and see if he keeps this momentum up. I don't trust myself on Nico Collins because I'm so enamored with these type of players. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. You, <clears throat> yeah. You're like, you can't, you can't, you can't like smoke when you drink because you'll then you'll be like having five, you know, a pack a day type of this. That's you. That's you with Nico Collins. It is. It's like this is the guy that like I I tend to fall in love with, even if they're not like really good. Like again, this is the type of, like like a Devonte Parker. Like I look at Devonte Parker oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh god. Like in his prime, I'm like, oh, I love me some Devonte Parker. But no, Nico Collins, six four, two hundred fifteen pounds. He ran a four four forty at his pro day at Michigan. And he has put on some real serious, like highlight style catches, right? Yeah. It's just that it's just not that consistent. So that's why I'm like, I don't know how to trust myself uh, evaluating Nico Collins because I know I fall in love with these kind of like big, athletic, you know, contested catch X receivers. Um, that's my that's my jam. Nobody loves a big time X receiver and disrespects a big slot receiver more than James Coe. That is hundred percent, a hundred percent for sure. Um, yeah, no, next I know two my games blind for, spots though. I know my blind spots. Next two games for Nico Collins Raiders this coming week. And then the Titans after that, those are two pretty decent matchups. So I feel like we'll get a real sense for Nico Collins and where he is. And, you know, I also think too, that this Texans team coming out of their bye week, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Texans are good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, oh, this is really going to come together for the Texans. But they do have like they need just young guys stepping up. Right. They need young guys like Nico right. Collins and Damian Pierce, especially. And I mean, holy hell, how good does Jam Damian Pierce look, man? He looks incredible. Looks he yeah. looks so good to the point that it's like, oh, if they make him the offensive focal point, their identity, then like we can start seeing other guys step up because they have right. more of a clear cut direction. So. That's my thing with these younger players, especially on bad teams. Like it might kind of come together in the middle, later point of the point of the season. I feel like we're kind of getting there with Nico Collins, and you know, I just I'm a little concerned that like Brandon Cooks just hasn't been playing that well this year, mm. and 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 that makes me just wonder too. Like you know, older player, speed based guy. I don't think Brandon Cooks right. ever been like an elite elite route runner. Um, you know, a good player, not great player. Um, and that, so I'm sort of just keeping my eye on that while also like, okay, Nico Collins is just, if you're a bad passing offense, like if you're and you're Davis Mills, like, and you see him winning on these opportunities, these contested catch, get James go, uh, you know, six to midnight type of type of situation there for, for, yeah. uh, for on the, on the outside, like, why would you not just keep throwing it up to Nico Collins? <laughs> I, I would, I, I don't know. I think he's, I called him like kind of a poor man's T Higgins type of player coming into, coming oh, into this year. And I, yeah, 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 I still feel like one. he can, yeah, he <clears throat> compares like that. Cause T Higgins, another guy who's like, they don't move him around priest. I mean, they kind of done it a little bit this year, even more so than they did with Jamar chase, but like, he's just like a classic throwback receiver. And I feel like Nico Collins fits in that archetype. It's just that the they're throwing so many low percentage balls, you know. Um, yeah. Nico Collins has a has a what a fifty four percent catch rate, and uh, Brandon Cooks has a fifty seven percent catch rate. There's just not Davis man, Mills not, not good. a lot of like, not good. <laughs> well, he's not ideal. No, no. He, no. <laughs> you know what Davis Mills is? He's like a he's like a really he's that backup quarterback you definitely 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 want on your team. You know what I mean? But he's just not yeah. a good starter. I don't I right. don't think. Like it's the same. Well, all these backup quarterbacks, it's the same thing with, I mean, how it goes with Cooper rush, right? Like eventually mm -hmm. they have a game, you know, things can be going really, really well. And then 
the longer they play, the more they get exposed. Um, you know, right. say I look at Davis Mills against the Eagles on Sunday night. It's like, yep, that that game was coming. I don't care about you know, every idiot on like a ESPN show. Like, is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? Like, no, because at some point, I Cooper love- Rush is going to. I love that you transposed Cooper Rush and Davis Mills's name together. It's like you you hit it right on the head. They're they're the same yeah. guy. They're the right. Cooper Rush, Davis Mills, same guy. Yeah, for 100%. sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, this archetype of player does lend itself to to low percentage passes, which I mean, right. definitely like a uh, um, a low percentage ball winning X receiver with a bad quarterback on not an ideal good passing team is definitely not what you want. So I'm, I'm sensitive <laughs> to, while I'm saying like, I'm excited about Nico yeah. Collins, a player, this is right. really not the atmosphere you want. You want that guy, right? You want this guy playing with Justin Herbert. You want this guy playing. Oh, yeah. you know, you know, obviously, I mean, you want everybody would be great to play with, with Josh Allen, but I'm just saying like, you even like prime Russell Wilson or Joe Burrow or something like that. You want him playing with the, one of those type of aggressive quarterbacks. I mean, even freaking Aaron Rodgers, you know, would throw it up to this guy. Right. But um, even to a lesser degree, even Daniel Jones, like Danny dimes is a oh, really yeah. nice deep ball. And like, you telling me this, this, that's what this giants offense needs. They need somebody, anybody. Well, they need anybody to catch a damn ball. Cause they have no healthy receivers, but I mean, can They're somebody, anyone, Wandale, <laughs> baby, no, but I mean, can they get a big X receiver? Galladay obviously is just, he's, he's retired. He just doesn't know it, you know? Um, uh, he, and, <laughs> he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Galladay's he's, he's toast. It, it's, it's over for, for Galladay. Um, and yeah, so no, I, like imagine, you know, they get Galladay out of there. Nico Collins fitting into that system would be great. That'd be great. It'd be great for him. It'd be great for Daniel Jones. It'd be great for the Giants, too. Anyway. How about, I mean, Nico Collins on the damn Jags. We just talked about how they they need a ball-winning receiver on the yeah. outside, like Nico Collins on the Jags. Golly. I mean, none of this matters. It's not what anybody cares about in the middle of the season, but, nope. like, still. Um, yeah, no, just really, you know, I know no, literally no fan base is like, yeah, get, bring me Nico Collins and we're going to the Super Bowl. But I'm just saying he's a pretty good player, <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm going to keep tracking the rest of the season just to just there keep an eye go. on him.